welcome to the Unraveled Academy podcast. This is a place where artists can speak openly and candidly about their creative journey, and we are so happy that you are here. Hi, everybody. I'm Ko Hodges. I'm one of the lead instructors and co-founders at Unraveled Academy. And today I have the, the wonderful pleasure of interviewing Janelle Payton. Um, she is an amazing photographer, um, a homeschooling mom, and the editor-in-chief of Dear Photographer Magazine. So we're just so pleased to have you here today. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I love you guys, and I'm so honored to be here and to share any of my journey or thoughts or ramblings no, with any of your students. <laughs> Perfect. No, and I've met you in real life and I love you so much. And um, I can really attest to that. Who you are in real life is who you are in social media. And I think that that's so cool. Um, and, and just really telling about, about who you are as an artist. So I can't wait to dig into your journey here. Sure. I'd love to. And that's such a nice thing to say because truly I believe in authenticity. I believe in you know, showing who you are online is who you should be when I meet you in person. And I'm a little surprised by some people sometimes, but I'm really, you know, enthusiastic when I meet somebody in person. Yes, no, it's so true. And I always said that, um, regardless of if I'm dorky or whatever I am on social media, it's exactly <laughs> who I am in real life. Cause I would be so devastated sure. if someone was like, Oh man, the Kohaja, she is not what I thought she was going to be. I would be so <laughs> sad. So it is oh my really gosh, important. You're such the same person. Oh, thank you. I'm still dorky in real life, so it's good. <laughs> We're all dorky. It's true. That's why we all get along. So all of us creatives. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, I want to kick it off with what we ask all of our guests. And this is kind of my favorite part is really seeing the beginnings. Um, so when did you pick up a camera and why? Oh, goodness. Um, I guess it it kind of goes back to like my creative journey in general, because if I think about um, where I started, I really think about it in terms of like a connect the dots. So if you saw all of my resume, it wouldn't make sense. Each of those dots doesn't make sense. Um, But when you see like a line drawn between them, you're like, Oh, okay. Now I see the big picture. Now I get it. Um, But it it really started when I was three years old. My, uh, my brother was attacked by a dog Mm. and half of his face was ripped off. Oh, and geez. yeah. And I remember thinking, um, when he came out of, you know, recovery and was back to normal, I remember thinking that that reconstructive surgeon was just a magician right. and to make something so beautiful after, after something so disastrous, I was just like, okay, that's what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to be a reconstructive surgeon. And I never planned anything else. That's what I was going to do. And I uh, went through school, graduated top of my class, um, went into college as a biology major, and um, met my husband a few weeks in, and we started to realize that we were starting to build, you know, a future together, Mm -hmm. and I was incredibly driven. I had... um, I had only a career on my mind. I had no children on my mind. I had no marriage on my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wanted to be a reconstructive surgeon. And when he came into play, I'm like, wait a second, you're (laughs) going to be a doctor too. And how is this going to work with kids? And how is this going to work as a family? And it was the first time I started to consider, you know, anything else, any children, any marriage. And uh, so I decided to change paths. Um, And I became a psychology major with a minor in art. 
um, psychology because I love people's stories. I love hearing people talk. I love the things that drive them and the things that irritate them and um, the things that they fear. I love all of that. Yeah. And then art because my mom, I mean, it's in my blood. My mom was a military artist in the Marines. Um, I was always a drawer or painter or a writer. Um, I'm a much better writer than I, than I am an orator is what I always say. (laughs) (laughs) No, Um, Oh my goodness. I always get so nervous when I have to like actually speak, but. Oh, that's the most of us. Truly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's so easy to write it down and edit it and edit it and edit it. Mm -hmm. And then like, okay, that's what I really meant to say. Right. 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 Uh, But, uh, so I ended up with my degree in psychology with a minor in art. And then I went on to do a bunch of different jobs. Um, I had an oil painting gallery in my uh, studio in my house. I was a wedding. I had a wedding planning business for a few years. And I vowed I would never be a photographer when I was a wedding planner because brides were so mean to their photographers. Um, I know. if If the photographer didn't get that one shot that the you know, the bride wanted, all of a sudden it was terrible reviews on every website. And so right. I was like, nope, never going to do that job. <laughs> um, For real. <laughs> Times have changed. And then, it, it's so true. Yeah. Um, and then I would paint murals on my boy's walls and I wrote a cookbook and I worked in finance and credit analysis. And, yeah. um, and then I went for my very favorite job of all time before becoming a photographer. And I worked for an interactive television company um, for the best mentor of all time. And he really started to encourage me to embrace more of my type B personality versus my type A, um, a little less of my scientific calculated side and more of my creative side. And uh, so I did graphic design for them and marketing and kind of embraced more of the creativity. And then um, we had to move for my husband's uh, residency. And we moved up to St. Louis from Dallas. And um, they, my job allowed me to work from home for a little bit, but then they had to downsize. And so I was let go. And then, um, then I was unemployed. <laughs> Um, for the first but I had, <laughs> for the, it really was since yeah. I was about 14 years old. Yeah. Um, cause I grew up, you know, with not a lot of money and had to work hard for everything I did. Right. And, um, so I was unemployed and I had a son that I was taking some pictures of with a point and shoot camera. Right. And, you know, this was back before Instagram was anything other than those little, um, I don't know if you remember them, but the little oh, squares yeah. with like the film, you know, <laughs> frames around them. Yes, um, this was way back then, um, which makes me feel old saying, but, <laughs> no. um, so I would post to Facebook and a friend of mine saw some of the pictures and, you know, just like every, you know, almost 90% of photographers start. Um, and she said like, Hey, I'd love for you to take my maternity pictures. And I'm like, no, no, I, I thought I would never do that job. <laughs> right, right. No, I've seen, I've seen the bad rap photographers get. So, um, but I showed up and uh, I only had my point and shoot, but my mom was in town and she's like, well, why don't you use my Canon Rebel? And I looked at that thing and I thought it was like the most extravagant camera <laughs> I had ever seen in my life. Uh, like, what's this dial? What do you mean? Right. Manual versus auto? Like that I had no idea. So I left everything on auto. Um, 
I go to that shoot. It's, you know, the middle of the day. It's like high noon. Right. And um, we're at this, like, we're downtown and there's these really weird statues, like modern art statues. And there's one of this really creepy, um, like, face. And it's giant. It's like, I don't even know how big, but it's huge. And I'm like, why don't you guys, a cute little, you know, pregnant couple, like, why don't you go stand over by this? And that's going to be artistic. Like, this is going to be amazing. Um, it's still to this day, it's the creepiest oh, photo I've ever taken in my life. I remember, um, I think you shared that during your takeover, yeah? I was dying <laughs> over that. I was like, that is the best oh picture ever. Oh my god. It was god. the worst. I love um, it though. I love how we all thought what we were doing was so badass. We're like this. It was so this cool. is art. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Oh um god. but somehow, some way she loved that photo and uh, not just that photo, but the whole session. <laughs> right. And then um before I knew it, she was telling someone else and someone else was telling someone else, and I had a business. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I'm in business now, gosh, seven years. Oh a long time yeah um seven years and uh you know I homeschool my boys Mm -hmm. and I just um celebrated one year um anniversary with your photographer and and that's a whole nother story that we can talk about in a bit oh we will um um, but yeah that's what made me pick up my camera was I didn't want to but I kind of had to show up yeah oh my gosh I love that and I love just the menagerie of things you have done in your life and but it's so cool because all of those things are a part of who you are and and I do think that all those things play a huge role in who you become as a creative I I too have lots of college under my belt I have two bachelor's degrees and something other than what I'm currently doing in my life Mm -hmm. and uh, you know still paying off those student loans it's all good but (laughs) trying different things in life and and I have a similar path which is I had to I had to make it work I was financially dependent on myself. You know, I was, you know, looking to be fulfilled in my life, but also I I had to pay my rent. So it's so fascinating to see where we end up. And, uh, in, especially in a job where no college is required (laughs) and we had so much schooling. It's so funny. Um, I love that story so much. What do you think has been your biggest challenge during that creative journey? Oh my goodness. Um, I would say it's probably figuring out when I felt like a real photographer and I put real in air quotes versus being a photographer, like a F-A-U-X photographer. Um, I feel like in this, you know, this type of work, we can jump out there. We're like, okay, I have a camera and I'm going to go do it. Um, but that doesn't make you a photographer. Um, it makes you a tripod until you learn otherwise. Um, but I remember sitting down with my husband, you know, during busy season, the classic night is me sitting on the couch next to him watching Netflix while editing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was, you know, I just got this rush of insecurities, this rush of like, what am I doing? This was never in my plan. Um, I'm not educated in this. I don't have a degree in this. I never trained on film before I trained on, you know, this camera. I, all I knew was Photoshop, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's it. That's what I went into this career knowing. Right. And, um, and I said, I feel like such a fake, you know, people pay me to do this and have been paying me for several years. Um, and I feel like such a fake. Yeah. And I'll never forget what he said to me, but he he looked at me and he says, if they don't think you're faking, why do you? And I would love to say that was my aha moment. Um, but it wasn't, but it was, it definitely set my mind spinning 
And so I started thinking about that more and more, like what makes you a true photographer? What makes you a real photographer? Mm -hmm. And I would create these hurdles for myself. Like, okay, if I, um, if I, you know, get published, that makes me a real photographer. If I go to a conference, that makes me a real photographer. Mm -hmm. If I become friends with, you know, the top photographers, that, that makes me real. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I accomplished those things, I would always put a new one, like, okay, maybe I was published, but I wasn't published in a different state, right. or maybe I wasn't published internationally. And like, no, 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 still not real, still faking it. Nobody, mm-hmm. like some, somehow everyone's still blinded and thinks that I'm doing this thing. But, <laughs> right. um, <laughs> I've got everyone fooled right now and I'm just going to stick to that. Um, okay. So I, uh, I would say that's definitely like the moment. So then, um, so then I went, it was about a year after I had that conversation with my husband and I went to a newborn shoot, which was my least favorite shoot of all time at that point. Um, and people love babies. I love babies. Don't get me wrong, but photographing babies was a huge challenge to me. It's really hard. Um, Yeah. I never had those. I never had the sleeping children, no matter how many rules (laughs) I gave the parents, like I just (laughs) never had the sleeping baby. Um, but I would go and I had my list of Pinterest, you know, like poses mm-hmm. and I had three Rubbermaid containers in the back of my car. And I remember those were full of, you know, bonnets and blankets and posing um, pillows and everything. Yeah. And I remember looking at them and being like, nope, <laughs> I'm not, that's not me. Like, that's not me. Right. Um, I'm not going to take those in. I'm not going to do it. And I'm just going to, I took one white wrap and I took mm-hmm. my camera and I took me and that's it. And I went in and it was the first time like I felt any flow to a shoot. It was the first time that I felt any creativity again. And I was missing that part when I started my business was that actual creativity. Yes. And uh, so that was like my aha moment was that sitting in front of their condo and looking at those Rubbermaid containers (laughs) and just saying, no, right. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to be someone else. So I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that. Now the newborn, I feel like that's a, I hear that a lot, and it was for me too, as I used to do pose newborn. I did pose newborn for about two years in my house at a little studio space. And then it was like, okay, but before that it was even worse. I used to take all that shit to the people's houses, just like you're saying. <laughs> yes. I took my backdrop, I took my posy blankets yep. and pillows and heater and all of the stuff that I needed yep. for all of that. I took Sound me machine. for sure an hour to set up, an hour to break down. I remember I did this one. And it was so horrible. I I don't even know what I was doing. It was so horrible. I was using bounce flash. I set all of that stuff up and then it was so dark (laughs) in their house. I used a bounce flash God, on their newborn. And it took me like probably an hour per image to edit all of the harshness off of that. And I still have a couple of those just to remind myself where I came from, but. And you have to, I mean, cause your beginning is part of your path, right? I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. You got to go through the hard stuff. That's the hard shit. And I did a, I did a similar thing where it was like, I had all of my posed newborn. I mean, I spent thousands of dollars on my setup and all of my buckets and vintage everything and yada, yada. And I literally packaged it up, put a post on Facebook, said, who wants this shit for free? And I mailed it to somebody, all of it. Exactly. And I was like, done with that. And I did the same thing. And it was the most freeing experience of my career and the good stuff that follows that, like guarantee people that do that and just own who they really are and what they really want to make, the good stuff follows, you know, it does start booking clients that you want. Yeah. And you have this like weight lifted off of Mm -hmm. you. Like 
not having to check my phone for Pinterest, you know, Pinterest poses and, you know, like not digging through these Rubbermaid containers to find some bonnet that I had kind of promised to this parent and Mm -hmm. so much less stress. And I just walk in and I just be me and I just shoot, you know, the art that I know how to shoot and so much better that way. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I could talk about newborn stuff forever because it was such a (laughs) huge part of what my business used to be. And then the lifestyle newborn. And I think about like what I did with my kids because my kids were my guinea pigs. I mean, I was not running business when my kids were born and those poor things have my pictures as their newborn pictures and they're horrible and like, and I did all that stuff. I did like the dog hat and like stuffing mm-hmm. kid in a firefighter helmet. Like we did all that stuff. Yep. And yeah, and it translates into like, especially non-photographer clients. They want that stuff. They're looking on Pinterest. They're like, oh my gosh, this picture. It's Easter time. So we definitely need to do something with a carrot and a bunny. And like, right. Exactly. And I'm like, now I think back, I'm like, I just want to know what my baby looked like at that stage. Yes. Like that's it. And that's what lifestyle newborn is so beautiful because that's what it's meant to do is those moments are so fleeting. Totally agree. Oh, so if you could give like one piece of advice to your earlier photographer self, what would it be? <laughs> Probably a lot, but um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> you learn a lot during the process, but mm-hmm. it'd probably be to, um, to think of of photography as an art form. I did not go into photography thinking that, um, like I said, I come from a science kind of calculated business, um, driven background. Um, and I went into photography thinking it was being a tripod. Like if you have a camera, then you're a photographer. Um, and boy, was I wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was so wrong. And it took me probably longer, um, than it would most to understand that photography is an art form. And, Mm -hmm that's what drives me and makes me so passionate about teaching others that it is an art form. It's not just taking pictures and you Mm -hmm. have to, um, you have to evolve into a different kind of photographer if you truly want to create art. So, um, that's definitely what I would say. I always used to think art was drawing or painting or writing. Mm -hmm. Um, but photography was never in that category for me. And of course now it is. Um, and I feel so dumb not (laughs) thinking that before, but No, I'm right there with you. I think a lot of people are. If you really think about, like, because we do a lot of mentoring, Sarah and I, for, like, very new photographers, and the theme across the board is pretty universal, and it happened for me as well. When you're first starting in a, it's so interesting, when you're first starting in a creative field, which is what photography is, you know, obviously you're learning the technical, but you treat it like that. You treat it, like, very analytically, very scientifically, the technical business. And, like, I remember reading, you know, articles about how don't bump your ISO past 200 or you're not a real photographer sure. and all of those people that, you know, the, the classic portrait photographers who are now all the old guys at the camera shop talking about taking pictures of birds from a mile away and, you mm-hmm. know, stuff changes so quickly and so fast. But I remember the, the shift between like thinking of it in technical terms and thinking of it in creative terms. And it takes time, of course, but I love that. I love that you said that. Cause I don't, I don't think I think most early photographers or brand new photographers are starting a business. They're thinking technical. They're thinking I am providing a technical service to this family, couple, whatever. And I better get it right. Yeah. yeah. Without yeah. the I, freedom I to create. Yeah. Well, and I think that the running joke um, with my husband is, you know, I'll, I'll take some picture and I'll be like, Oh, look at this. It's pretty awesome. And I'll show him the back day. He's like, well, what are your settings? You know, right. and he, jo- you know, he jokes. Cause that drives me insane when people ask that. <laughs> right, um, right. 
And I understand that it's important, but, and I, again, I do come from that very calculated side, Mm -hmm. but to me, like when people are like, well, what's your settings? Like, I don't care about that. I care about what was captured, you know, or how it was captured. And I'm sure I can tell you my settings, but like, that's not the part that matters. Like get past that part because that's not the part that matters. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, I, that is a commonly asked that and what preset did you use? Jesus. But like, And that's okay. Of course, that's okay. But I think the biggest thing that I've learned with, I used to be the asker of those questions and I'm the answer of those questions and the answer those questions every day. But Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that people get out of that is the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. Because if I say, yeah, if I say I shot this at 1.4 and they're like, well, damn. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not as tack sharp, but I didn't want it to be tack sharp. It gives them, it allows them to breathe a little bit and like, okay, there is not one set of settings for one type of portrait ever. It's, it's so diverse and giving them be like, you're allowed to do whatever you want. That's what this is. Well, yeah. And I think yeah, and I think that um, photography, if thought of an, as an art form, you think of your camera as a tool, right? You think of it as a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. Well, I can paint something with this paintbrush, and you can paint something with that paintbrush, and we can paint the same thing, you know, and it'll both look beautiful, but it'll be our own voice coming out of it because we did it a little differently. We used Absolutely. different tools. We used, you know, we brought something different to the table, and you don't have to have a certain setting to get a certain shot. You know, oh, it's, it's you got to you got to use those tools however your heart feels like it needs to be used. Oh, absolutely. And you've seen it because you teach it at workshops. So you can set up the models and you can tell everybody what your settings are, which is what we do. We're like, okay, this is what I'm shooting at. Everybody change your settings to this. And even that same model, same setting, same light, everything's the same. Every single artist comes up with something different. Like it's crazy. Oh my gosh, of course. Right. And so that's so poignant. It's so telling about, about how different all of our eyes really are. And that's what really makes us a photographer and an artist, which is so cool. Exactly. Well, with that, I want to switch gears to your teaching side. And, uh, and can you tell us a little bit more about your teaching and mentoring role and what you've been doing this past year? Cause it's been really cool to watch. Oh man, this year has been insane. <laughs> it has kind of, you get to a point in photography where I feel like Um, people start noticing who you are and kind of your work. And honestly, it was people started noticing when I gave up the most, if that makes sense. Like when I stopped caring what people thought is when people started noticing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, people started saying like, oh, would you, you know, mentor me? And I'm like, what? (laughs) No, go go to so-and-so because like, I don't know what I'm doing still. You know, I'm still a photographer. (laughs) Um, But, and they're like, no, no, I want you. Okay. So then I started, um, I don't market this because I'm kind of, um, there's too many teachers right now. (laughs) I think too many people are trying to be teachers, so I don't market it. But, um, so I started a two week one-on-one course with photographers of all, you know, range from beginning to, you know, I have, I have another photographer I'm working with now who's been in business longer than I have. Um, but I do a heavy critique two-week course. So I give them like an assignment in the morning. Um, they have to complete that assignment. They send it to me in the evening and I critique it overnight. And then I do like a podcast for lack of a better word, but a little yeah. you know, voice recording of my feedback on it and why I think a certain thing and um, sort of portfolio review type um, thing. And I challenge them. I push them. I notice, um, I notice what makes people uncomfortable and I kind of push people that direction because that's where I thrive. Right. Um, 
I'm, I'm kind of that evil, like, okay, you don't like that, but I'm going to make you do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes they really don't like it and they really get upset about it. But, um, in the end, they end up, they're like, oh, I'm so glad you pushed me to do that because right. I would have never tried that or I would have never done it in that way. Um, and then they can take that. And I'm a big believer in taking what you learn and then making it your own. Don't go copycat somebody. Right. Um, you can learn from a lot of things and then, okay, if they did it this way. How could I do that, but do it a little bit different? Absolutely. Um, so I teach that. And then um, I've been teaching some self-portraiture and some women portraiture, which is really where my love is. Um, I've always been intrigued by women in general. Um, Even when I was in college, I would take, you know, art classes where we'd have, you know, women models Mm -hmm. and I would always sit behind her and draw her back or paint her Mm -hmm. back or, you know, things like that. Cause I was always intrigued with the feminine um, Mm -hmm. physique and the feminine um, softness and harshness and, um, the flow of the body and how beautiful that is, how beautiful God created women to be. Absolutely. And when it came to photography, I wanted to teach that. I wanted to teach women to see their beauty and to embrace the gap teeth or the freckles mm-hmm. or the moles or the wrinkles or um, that's the stuff I love. Right. Um, that's what makes me think of that woman as a beautiful woman. Don't give me an airbrushed size zero. <laughs> right, um, right. That's, that's boring to me. Um, right. Give me someone who's real and give me freckles. And like I said, yeah. give me braces or give me, you know, something intriguing. Yes. Um, and so I teach women, you know, I, I teach women how to embrace what they have at the moment, um, what they look like now, not what they look like when they were 18, because that doesn't exist anymore. That's not right. who they are right now. Right. Um, and embrace everything that makes them them. So um, I teach angles, I teach um, posing, I teach confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I love starting a session um, by saying, okay, why don't you just pose however you're comfortable? And whether it be a senior, like a teenager senior, um, or a lady who's 80, who I've photographed, mm-hmm. um, they that. always have one pose that they think they look really beautiful. Right. It, they're, they're always wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, right. You know, you have the teenager who poses like a cheerleader with the hand on the hip. Right. Um, and then you have the old lady who covers her stomach or covers her neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I let them take, that's the very first shot. And then throughout the process, you know, I pose them, I move them, I talk them up. I tell them how beautiful they are. Cause I genuinely believe that I don't just right. like, you know, make it up. Right. Uh, and then on the very last shot, I'll take it and I'll show it to them. And a hundred percent of the time, and that's not an exaggeration, hundred percent of the time, they're like, wow, I look really beautiful. And my heart just like melts into a puddle right there every single time because I'm like, yes, because you are like, I didn't do anything. Like, it's not me. It's just you. And like, now you get to see it. Right. Um, Love that. And so like, that's always my goal when I teach is to help women, um, know that they're beautiful, know that they're capable, know that they're valuable, know that they um, can do so much and can accomplish so much and can be, be so beautiful, even, you know, in sweatpants and their hair in a bun. Like, yeah, I love, <laughs> you know, that. you are so much more than, you know, anybody tells you or anything you believe because you're probably your worst critic. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and that, that means so much to me too, especially with like, I have a daughter, you know, she's seven, she's going to be growing up in hopefully a very different world. And it already is different than what, you know, I grew up in. And, uh, when I was little, you know, the, what I looked at, cause it, you know, we didn't have a computer, it was magazines and it was the airbrush and it was the these sure. beautiful models that, you know, they didn't look, really look like that. Cause that was like right at the peak of Photoshop amazingness. Right. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I could only look like that. I could only have hair like that or have long legs like that, which I was never going to have, but it's so different to see now, especially with what we do. And, you know, we look at pictures every day of these amazing, strong, independent women who are either doing self-portraiture, which is so huge or photographing others, which is what you do. I love it so much. And inserting that dialogue into the world for our little girls coming up to have the confidence to really, really think they're beautiful and to embrace all of their qualities. And I love that so much. And that just, oh, that hits home so hard. And, uh, and what you're doing is really, is really a big deal. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Oh, gets me all emotional. So let's talk a little (laughs) bit, let's switch gears over to dear photographer. Um, it's not switching gears too hard because I know you just taught, um, at the workshop and, uh, let's talk about your role with dear photographer in general. Can you tell us what you do there? Sure. So I would say that my role is, I have two roles, one that's obvious, one that I'm the editor in chief of dear photographer magazine. And I'll get into the details of that in a second, but Um, My other role is a lot more behind the scenes, and it's basically to help navigate Adri De La Cruz. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. She's the founder. I'm sure people know who she is, but um, she's the founder of Dear Photographer, and she has probably a million creative ideas in her head at any given moment. Right. And they're phenomenal ideas. Every single one. If you pulled even one out, you'd be like, oh, I wish I would have come up with that. Right. Right. but she needed someone to help sort of pick those out of the clouds and mm-hmm. help navigate how to get there. Um, so my job is basically to <clears throat> bring out, you know, two or three ideas and say, okay, how do we accomplish this? And I have a very business mind. And so it's like, okay, there are certain steps we have to take to accomplish this. So let's do X, Y, or Z. And she's a workhorse. I mean, she is constantly working. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I kind of envy her. Um, <laughs> work ethic sometimes um but she handles the blog she's 100 percent in charge of the blog I do not do any of that I am not a blogger I'm a writer but not blog style writer um so she handles that and then workshops we kind of um she handles about 80 percent of it and I handle 20 percent um again just helping navigate help market um right kind of bring my strengths to the table there um, she handles most of our social media because that wears me down. I'm not yeah. that type of cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I love people and I love encouraging them, but I love encouraging them in a totally different way than, um, going on and being like, wow, that picture is so lovely. Um, right. Right. I just, I don't do that very often. So she handles a lot of that. And then I handle the magazine a hundred percent. So, um, from beginning to end, from design to graphic design to, um, choosing submissions to, um, you know, dealing with our distributor with, with everything. And, um, when we, so the, I'll I'll kind of go back a step. So I met Adri at the Deer Photographer Collective in Denver um, a year ago, a little over a year ago. Um, and I went out to dinner with her one day and she was kind of telling me about, you know, these visions that she was having about, you know, what she wanted Deer Photographer to be in this community and, 
Um, but she has so many ideas and it was, you know, I said, okay, we need to pick one of these ideas and run with it. And she's like, well, I really want, I really want a publication. And I was like, I think I can do that. You know, I've never made a magazine, but I've done just about everything on the outskirts of that. Right, 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 right. um, Possible. So, um, and I'm a pretty capable person. I can pick stuff up pretty quickly. And so I was like, well, let's, let's do that. Let's start there. Yeah. And I said, well, what do you want the design to be? And she's like, I have no idea. What do you want it to be? <laughs> right. and, and I was like, how about I just run with the design? I'll just start, you know, designing it however I feel like, and then we'll see if it works. Yeah. And that's really how it started was, you know, we created our first one, we opened submissions and we kind of just crossed our fingers and hoped people would take us seriously. Yeah. And, uh, and we they were did. blown away. <laughs> and they did. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty big deal now. And it, mm-hmm. I, this last issue, we had 20,000 submissions, um, which I can't even fathom. <laughs> it's um, amazing. But it's so exciting and it gives us such a chance to, um, well, I should go back. My, um, my vision for the magazine was really to um, create this idea that photography is an art form. And I didn't teach myself that, you know, way back then. And so now I'm like on this mission to teach people that. Right. Um, right. And to start thinking as photography is valuable, not just like, oh, you have a camera, you can take the picture. You know, right. you should only charge $50. Like, no, 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 no. This right. is an art form you don't pay $50 for a painting. Like you just, you don't. Um, and so I, when I was designing the magazine, I can't help but be a creative. And so, um, I wanted to design it in a way that was very creative. That was very image rich because Mm -hmm. I feel like we are such visual people. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people are visual people, whether you're a photographer or not, like most people are drawn into the visual And so I didn't want, I knew I didn't want a tips and tricks kind of magazine. There's too many of those. Um, And I'm, I'm not a like stay in a box kind of girl. Right. (laughs) Uh, I don't like doing what other people do. I never have. And that's why I'm glad I'm an entrepreneur. Um, Exactly. But um, so I wanted something different. And then I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I saturate this, this magazine with images And I started thinking about it just as an art gallery in print. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I had been getting into a few art galleries with my work and I loved the feeling of seeing my work on the walls. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, it was a completely different satisfaction than it was seeing it rolling on us, you know, a blog or a feed or um, anything like that. It was so different. And so I wanted to give that opportunity to other people um, to kind of see their work in a different light. Um, and then we went back and forth a lot on, um, whether it should be digital or print and by back and forth, I mean, Adri kind of wanted digital and I wanted print right, right. Um, and we could make way more money doing digital. I mean, it's so much easier. It's so much quicker. It's so much less hassle to do it digitally, but, um, I see so much value in holding your work and holding it in your hands. Um, and I think, artists devalue themselves when they just put everything digitally, you know, they never print their work. They never do anything. And then it's there for an instant and then it's gone. And I, that like crushes me to even think about people um, doing that because you spend so much time and effort and energy Mm -hmm. and emotion towards these images. And then it's gone in, you know, 10 seconds when someone scrolls to the next one. Absolutely. Um, And so everything from the beginning of the design to the, you know, the feel of the paper, I 
felt paper for like a week to try to figure out which paper felt like artwork to me. Um, I, you know, contacted different publishers and different um, distributors and all sorts of things. And we created a product that's beautiful and that I hope sits on your, you know, coffee table for years to come because it's oh, not a throwaway kind of product. Oh, mine's online. Um, mine's right next not- to my couch. It's at both. I have both copies that I purchased yeah. and it's, they're beautiful. And I, and I love what you said about, cause it is more like a coffee table book in magazine form. And it really is so beautiful. Like people that come over, uh, having drinks, whatever, hanging out, kids in the backyard, they all look at it. And I'm like, man, it's so pretty. So what you set out to do, you did. So you should be really proud of that. Oh. Well, thanks. I, I kind of went into it thinking if this fails, I don't really care. Um, I don't really, I I really don't, you know, like I said, it got to the point where I've just like, I don't care what people think about if I fail, Right. (laughs) um, but I have to stick to just doing it because that's all I know how to do. I can't pretend to be something I'm not. Right. Um, and so I just kind of was like, I'm throwing out this really crazy idea that doesn't exist anywhere. Um, (laughs) and if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. We'll just move on to the, you know, one of the other 20,000 ideas Adri has. Um, (laughs) but you know, it got picked up pretty quick and people love it. Now we're trying to keep up with demand. So it's, it's a fun job. It's a hard job going through the submissions. Mm, Um, yes, that's, that's a job in itself because I'm an incredibly decisive person. I'm not wishy-washy. Um, but I truly believe in the value of something that makes you stop. Um, and so like my process is, you know, the submissions come in and if it makes me stop, if your image makes me stop, you stay to the next round. Yeah. Um, and then if it doesn't, like I, I go past it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you have 80,000 followers. I don't care if you have 10 followers. Yep. Um, I judge based on the individual image. And even if you have nine really bad images, but you have one good one, that's all that matters to me. Right. Like, right. I, I do every individual image and I don't look at the names of the photographers. I don't care mm-hmm. who it is. I, I don't care how long you've been in business or if you're a hobbyist. Don't right. care. Right. And I don't care if you shot it on your phone. I don't care if you shot it with film. Right. Um, art is art is art is art. And yes. um, that's where I live. So Ugh, I love that. Passion there. That's amazing. <laughs> and I know I, I, I can attest to this of looking at so many pictures every day, um, whether you're featuring or whether you're going to publish them or whatever it might be, you know, we're, constantly looking and and deciding on these images. And I came to a place last year when I was like, I, I'm not going to decide whether this image is good or bad. That's not the point. That's not what I'm here to do. And I don't think I'm qualified to do that anyways. Like there, there is nobody who's going to be like, "Mm, this is a good photograph versus this is a bad one. It's all about how it makes you feel. And when I decided that too, and I even do that when I call my client work, like, I don't don't really care about the technical soundness of this is how it makes me feel. So I'll call really quickly, be like, yep, that one. I love that one. That speaks to my heart, making you stop, making you be like, Oh, swoon a little bit that's everything. And I love that you do that with your publication. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's it because that's all that matters, right? Like, yeah. you know, you can, like I said, science is a strong side of me, but if you put a technically perfect photo next to something like a, like an old man getting, you know, a cancer treatment, right. I'm going to pick that photo, even if it's crooked, even if it's anything, yeah. I don't care. Like yeah. that photo is winning over the perfectly technical yep. image every single time. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like that gives people permission to not 
please don't throw away pictures that you think are a little crooked or whatever it might be. Like we can fix that stuff, but like the emotion behind an image that can't be replicated no matter how hard you try. So those are everything. And, uh, and I I can't even tell you how many times people like, Oh, should I throw this image away? Should I include it in a gallery? I'm like, um, you throw that away and I'll punch you right in the face. Like that belongs, that belongs on someone's wall, printed out in an album because that means something. And that's more important yep. than, than perfect composition every time. I completely agree. Oh, I love you. And I love you for being here. <laughs> and this was a really, really fantastic interview. And I just, I love following your journey. I love your self portraiture. I love what you're doing with your photographer. I love it all. And uh, you're such a big part of our community. And we're just so glad that you're here today. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Awesome. And will you please tell everybody who wants to follow along on your journey where they can find you on Instagram and, uh, and on your website. So on Instagram, I'm at Janelle Payton's J A N E L P E Y T O N. Um, and then my website is Janelle Payton photography.com. Um, although I haven't updated my website in a while, I'm kind of lazy about that. (laughs) I'm currently doing that myself and I'm like, It'll take a month. It's fine. <laughs> I know how to do graphic design and web design. And I'm like, can someone else please do my right. website? Isn't um, that the truth? It's just oh, too God. much going on. I just, <laughs> stuff that falls behind because I just, oh. I don't care as much about it. That's a fact. I'm right there with you on that one. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, thank you for tuning in and please go follow along on Janelle's wonderful, beautiful journey. And, uh, and we love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much to us that you are here, and we hope you walk away inspired as hell. If you are not already a student in Unraveled Academy, we'd love for you to join us. So go to www.theunraveledacademy.com and join our tribe today. And that link will also be posted in the show notes here. We have a seat with your name on it.